I said, yo, <coughs> we are back in the building. I said, one more time, one more time, we are back this is in it. the building. This is an one more time, <laughs> we are back. So those of you that have never listened before, this is Sammy singing right now. Apparently he's been taking the, Oh, there, there goes Danny. There goes Danny. That's really like how this is going. Come on. My God, today. Welcome to another season of yes. the Lessons from the Seven podcast. I am one of your gracious hosts, Views. And today we have with us. Before we anybody else addresses this stuff, I want y'all to acknowledge my man's new intro this season. <laughs> this is not the same intro <laughs> y'all last season. New level. I believe you guys are going to get a deeper revelation of who Wasu is this season. We just In thank Jesus' God. name. And with that being said, with me we have. I said yes, sir. <laughs> it's your boy. It is me. It is him. It is I. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you got. Yeah. It's me, Sai, y'all. What's good with y'all? How y'all living? How y'all feeling? How y'all doing? I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to have y'all listening to us. And yeah. I say, yo. The laughs. Young boy is back in the building. Smile. Or... Isaac is servant. Or Samuel. Proud of God. Yo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. 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 We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, we are. Season two. What's up with y'all, man? What's going on? Honestly, yo, even though we're friends, like, you know, in real life. I really missed you guys, man. Hey, like, man. In the form of the podcast, it's like show. this is a, a whole different kind of energy and different kind of vibe. It's, nah, it's been a while. Literally. It's been a long time. I love it. I missed it. But um, how's it going? Like, you know, I'm I'm actually go first. I got a girlfriend right now. Yo, I guess um, I'm not going first. Yeah, Daniel's gonna go first, but we're not gonna let him go first. I actually have a girlfriend. It's I'm saying this with so much emphasis because I haven't had a girlfriend in some time. You know, I haven't been a serious boy for some time. So, you know, Dolores was doing a work in, within me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, a beautiful young lady came along the way. I was like, dang, who that? Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Then we started, you know. Wait, wait, wait. What's what's her name? I'm not going to tell you her name. Her name don't really matter. Nah, Psych! Boy, <laughs> you thought I was going to tell you her name? Her name is Yvonne. Talk about it. And I, I ain't going to get you her whole... Yeah, nah, they don't need all that. And y'all need our whole government toll, but you know that's beautiful, Sammy. So outside, of, outside of your, outside of your new relationship, you know what else you got going? God on? has been dealing with me, and <clears throat> I, I think this is really going to be a very uh, interesting season because God has really been dealing with me on um, leadership and like life. So I feel like I like I just went through a season of like kind of getting to know God a bit deeper. And um, he had he had me looking and paying attention to other leaders that I know in my life and how they lead. Um, so at this point now, I mean, I'm just really kind of like a student to leadership and kind of like almost like I'm in a class of a bunch of leaders and they teach me how to lead. You feel me? So it's like it's a beautiful thing. It's honestly it's it's very difficult also because like I never really like looked at it from this perspective. Mm. Um, so it's very humbling, honestly. We love it though. Thank God. We love it. Thank God. Danny, what you got? Um, honestly, bro, since the last time that we recorded, so many things has so many things has happened, and it's actually like really, really wild. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna just try to give like a little backstory, but basically, I was at work one day. You feel me? I was having random chest pains, and then I went to get seen. I work I work at a um, at uh, a urgent care center, so I got a um, chest X-ray and I got an EKG, and it's like they did all of that, all that good stuff, um, and they found out there was nothing wrong with my chest. So I'm like, all right, bet. But then literally the next day they hit me and they seen um, a tumor on my lungs. So even like with that whole process, like the joint was kind of crazy because mind you, we found about luck. And then luckily, like, well, by God's grace, we go. you feel me? <clears throat> we was able to get everything out. I had surgery three weeks ago uh, to get it removed. So it was like, I'm still recovering. Like this is probably, this episode going to be the most I, I have spoken in probably like the last four weeks. Mm. So it's like, <clears throat> honestly, we just thank God that I'm even eight, like here still 
being able to do the things that I enjoy doing. And then even like this whole process, it really taught me to be patient and to really sit down and like, all right, bro, like you don't always have to be on the move. Like mm. figure things out in your life, like master one thing and then go to the next. Like you don't always got to be so quick to jump to the next thing. So, Well, I mean, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear. I mean, even though obviously I knew that you guys were going through, through these things, um, off the podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy to hear that you guys are in a good space. Um, as for me, <clears throat> uh, your boy got a job. I mean, even the story, the story around like surrounding that whole, you know, just getting a job is, is one of those things where I literally did not do anything to get it. Man. Um, even though I was preparing preparing for it, you know, this throughout the course of this year, I was doing internships, mentorships, um, and just really trying to connect with people that would allow me to get into the industry. For those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm in the digital advertising industry. But I, I really got to a point where I was just like so frustrated and, and fed up with either not hearing a response or getting a response, not getting a follow-up, getting an interview, not getting a call back. You know, that whole process was very, very rigorous. There was even... There was even a particular job that we went back and forth for a position for like six months. And the funny thing is, like two weeks ago, I saw that they posted that very same position on LinkedIn. <laughs> so um, it was it's, it's, it's been a it's been it's been a tough it was a tough year up until I want to say like two weeks before Halloween. You know, I was I was online. I don't even remember what I was doing, but I got an email from a recruiter that I connected with um, over the over the summer. And when she reached out to me, she was like, hey, Wasu, you know, we have this position. Wanted to know if you're interested in this position. I didn't see on any of the um, sites that I was applying for jobs for. So I was like, I didn't even know you guys were hiring. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, let's hop hop on this call. So we hopped on the call, did did the phone interview, advanced to the next round. The next round happened the following week. So the first interview happened on a Thursday. The second interview happened on a Tuesday. Third interview happened on a Wednesday, and by Wednesday night, I was employed. Come on. And it's like the whole process, if you take out the weekend, was probably like a three, four-day process. And so just to see that, you know, um, you know, God really, you know, it's 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 like the things that we desire or the things that, you know, God desires for us, they've already kind of happened. Um, you just need to put yourself in a position to receive those things. And I think once I came to the end of myself, that's when I finally realized, oh, you know, I, I should not be sitting here trying to take control of my life i need to give the keys to to jesus and so um you know since then you know just been just been gamefully employed and i and i really thank god because the job itself it's unlike any other that i've been in and it's unlike anything that i could have imagined just because of you know the work environment the culture um the benefits <laughs> your boy has health insurance for the first hey, time in like 10 years um, <laughs> I, went, I went to the dentist my teeth got assaulted earlier but thank god i was able to go to the dentist on, um but it's just like it's it, everything that has come as a result of you know getting this job has been nothing but god you know and i can't but give god the glory for everything and you know even to outside of work uh just really personally speaking uh been on a journey of kind of like discovering myself and um, just doing a lot of homework. You know, it's it's one thing to um, detach yourself from people, but it's another thing to de- detach yourself from yourself and look at yourself and be like, "Yo, what's good with you?" You know what I mean? Like, look 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 at yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, and really take time and and really try to realize, um, you know, what are some of the things that you struggle with? What are some of the behaviors that you exhibit as a result of things that you might have just stashed away in your memory bank? Um, and really try to uncover those truths. And you'll find that, you know, once you start doing that, it's like the the pressure that you feel that comes from the external is actually really from the internal. You know, sometimes the way we look at ourselves can kind of like materialize or affect the way we handle relationships. But that's a whole nother thing. You know, I don't want to I don't want to start preaching. But uh, yeah, uh, to put to put a, to, to, to summarize everything. You know, God's been really good. He's been really faithful. Absolutely. And in this season that we've taken off, like this 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 last couple of months that we've taken off from the podcast, you know, I've I've he's allowed me to really reset and um recalibrate and you know, glory be to God for I'm, where I'm at this season. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that being said <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before, for y'all. Before, before, Don't before, say anything about- else. <laughs> real quick, just real quick, because when y'all are telling y'all testimonies, I 
forgot to tell talk about what it was that took place over the over our vacation from the podcast. Oh yeah. Um. So I actually got into a car accident. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like. You feel me? I completely kind of like almost forgot. Yeah. Um. And it's not something that too many people actually know about. Um. But I told him my car. I was on my way home from uh, one of my big bros' crib, and um, I was just super tired. And I, I like I drive tired, you know, prior to this accident uh, pretty often. Um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I kind of like thug it out and just make it home. But this day I was super, super tired, and I literally like <clears throat> usually I'll just doze off. But I legit like fell completely asleep at the wheel, and I, I didn't wake up until my car hit the curb, and I was from me trying to catch control of the wheel again. I hit, hit a pole. And you feel me, my car, I, I like, I'm like so sh- in shock. I just jump out my car and I, I, I look at my car, it's still rolling. I'm like, yo, I gotta stop the car. I hop back in, stop it real quick. I get out and it's, it's like mad smoke. Mm. I'm like, yo, is my car about to blow up right now? Like, And it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, yo, mm. this did not just happen to me. Like, what, bro? And if I got, I wasn't able to like walk away and I'm like, you know, like no injuries or nothing like that, bro. We just really, really just thank God. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's this year has really been like a year like none other before. Like that joint was so crazy. It's just kind of just an eye opening thing for me to kind of see like how God can still like keep me in that moment. Literally, I'm sleeping. Like anything could have happened. Mm. Car could have flipped over. I could have been. You feel me? Who knows? But we just thank God. <clears throat> Go ahead, Danny. And then I have. A nice, a beautiful, a wonderful Bible verse for y'all. And that Bible verse is Hebrews ten twenty two, mm-hmm. which says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Just so everybody knows, we will be doing a Bible verse for every episode. I know that was one of the requests from last season because I think we missed an episode. Yeah, it was it was the last one. I remember I didn't I didn't do yeah. one. I didn't I didn't do one for that. So, so we we gonna hold you accountable. We, to that. You gonna hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> we doing the before and after. Uh, I guess we'll just let I mean, the spirit yeah, decide that. The spirit direct. Um, <clears throat> you guys have anything else before we get right into it? Or um, no, I don't. No, no. Let's get it. All right, all right. So this season, this new season, uh, we we it took a while before we finally came to an agreement on what we wanted to study, but the book that we decided to study is a book titled Dare to Lead. Um, the author is Brene Brown, who is a research professor at the University of Houston. And just to give a very, very brief summary of the book, um, it pretty much, it asks questions. You know, it talks about, you know, one of the questions that it asks uh, in the summary is like, how do you cultivate braver more daring leaders and how do you embed the embed the value of courage in your culture and so Brene says that in this new book um she uses research stories and examples to answer these questions um and so pretty much throughout the course of this book um there will be points made and to back up those points um Brene will use her experiences as a um as a researcher and also her experience as almost like she's almost like a life coach in a sense um, to kind of like give provide context and examples uh, for the, to, to further her points. So that being said, you know, I actually have a question before we like really dive into it. OK, I'm listening. And my question would be, well, this is for both of y'all to answer. I'm not answering it. Yeah. Um, the question is, like, how do y'all what, um, what what does leadership look like in your life? Like since from wherever I don't even know how to. What, what time frame to put it put it in between mm-hmm. but like how do you think um like what no, number one, what do you what do you think that you lack with leadership and what do you think that you're actually good at when it comes to leadership i think oh, you got hold on hold on so, nah, this question like kind of got like heavier three, three yeah it got heavier <laughs> three three years. <laughs> first i'm like oh this is easy mm-hmm. and then oh, okay, hold on this is, this is a little <clears> difficult <throat> then it's like dang hold on boy you want to ask it one more time what you want uh, so the <laughs> the original question was what does leadership look like in, in your life okay but Honestly, I would rather go to the question about what, where, where you think that you're good at with leadership, and then where, where you think you lack with leadership. You wanna, you wanna kick things off. Um. Oh, you want me to go ahead? You might. I'll, I'll answer that first question. Um, leadership. I, I, can I just give an example? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, leadership. A, a good leadership example in my life um, are my brothers, like the people I consider my brothers. So especially those that are in 
um, as far as their life stages, they're in they're in life stages that are ahead of mine. So right now I'm single, you know, whatever. I have a lot of people that I'm connected to that are married. Some of them are married with children. Some of them are looking to be engaged to be married. And so those people, like in terms of um, like what I'm looking forward to next, those people serve as leaders in those in those positions. And then, of course, you've got your, you know, your pastor. So the pastor of my church, he's a leader in my life. My dad, he's a leader in my life, different things like that. But to answer your second, which kind of is a two part question, what are your strengths when it comes to leadership and what are your weaknesses when it comes to leadership? Yes, sir. I'll start with the weaknesses. I have a problem with authority like that's that's been my thing for a while, only because in the past there have been poor examples of leaders or would be leaders that I've been exposed to for a while. And as a result. You know, I find myself, you know, when I come when I come under authority of someone new, I find myself questioning them a lot, even though, you know, you should test the spirit and all that stuff. But the way I question is kind of like, <laughs> who is, who is like you? I'm scrutinizing this person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that's if I had to point out a weakness, that would be the number one thing. But uh, as far as a strength, I might have to, you might have to circle back to me on that one. All right. Yeah. But go ahead. Um, yeah. I want to say I was honestly going to say. I don't have any strengths when it's coming to this. Shit. <laughs> like, I'm literally, I feel like I'm not like not, not as if I don't know how to do it at all, but I feel like in every aspect of leadership, I'm learning continuously. Because even nice. like I said, like I just experienced a, a time frame from October to like I think it was no, November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So I had like a twenty five day span where like me and God was like literally like every day was like, a, like I'm peeling back layers of what I thought leadership was and showing me like a new aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So right now I would literally say like I'm in like the first semester of really knowing what leadership is. First semester, so, that's yeah, good. Right. So actually, <laughs> I, I feel like it's like, it's, I think one thing that I'm getting better at is being considerate mm. of the people who are like, quote unquote, following me. Um, I think that's one thing that I'm really getting better at. what you're doing right now. <laughs> It's funny Yo. because they can't see what I'm doing. That's how you're but it's okay. Just keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of the things that I can say I'm getting better at is being a lot more considerate. Um, and it's just it's just crazy how all of this even came into play. Even like with the book being titled Dare to Lead. Uh, in my class, we had this um, project we had to do about leadership and different forms of leadership. So it was servant leadership, team leadership. Um, I forgot what the other examples of leadership it was, but it's like all different types of leadership. And even in that, I'm learning like, man, there's so many different ways to lead. Like, so even then, like now when I do the project, then I, now I spend the time with God, and he's like, he's kind of like showing me the project, mm. and he's highlighting the things that in the project and the people I know. It's like, bro, it's so crazy how it works. Um, so in, in the for the second question, I would say like, um, one thing I, I can say I'm actually like really working on doing better actively right now is being more considerate and like compassionate for the people that's like kind of like quote unquote like i said follow me that's beautiful i know i i, I know i said it wasn't my answer but i'm answer anyway <laughs> um i feel like uh for me right now what leadership kind of looks like in my life is like i don't i'm starting to learn that everybody has a place you feel me like i can't just um there's certain leaders for certain things in, in my life mm. so it's like i don't just look at oh like there, there, there are a lot of people that I that I look to, for examples, mm-hmm. and then I have to understand that everybody, I can't try to lead everybody. Yeah, because it's like there's certain things that I can't do, and there's certain things that I'm still learning. So like, don't try to bring everybody to one place at one time, thinking that they're all gonna understand what you're like, what you have going on. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you can help others out, but. If you feel as if that you can't, you can't help everybody. You can't save everybody. You can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Come on. So it's like you kind of have to know your place when it comes to leadership. You kind of have to know your place when it comes to, you know, helping other people and being in other people's lives. Um, one of the the weaknesses I think I have with leadership is, um, I want to say, patience. Mm. It's like sometimes, bro. Like if if it's something that I know that's right, and People just like be like, I, and they be questioning it. They be trying. I'm like, bro, like I'm quick to tell somebody to shut up. Mm. You feel me? Instead mm. of just like really sitting down and try to understand why they think the way they think and where they're coming from. Um, one of the strengths that I think I have is that I feel like I do a great job at bringing people together. Mm. Like I feel like I do a great job at that. So that is one of the strengths that I think that I have. And yeah. I, I so as you guys were talking, uh, I figured out my strength. 
Let's get it. I know how to teach. <laughs> yeah, that's, come on. That's facts. I, I like that. So um, I guess in, in in respect to educating people, um, especially if you're in the same lane as, you know, something that I do, be it photography, advertising, whatever, you know, if you come under my wing, then, you know, I'll take care of you. Shout out to Emmanuel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 uh he's he's off he's off the mic right now but he was like i was he's about to tell me exactly what i said um thinking that i don't know my own strength but all right so now as far as the book is concerned um the first chapter kind of deals with um different myths about vulnerability myths did i say that right myths, myths. i got a lisp so i gotta say that like multiple times yeah, yeah, i remember yo, i remember i used to have a list back in the day bro bro niggas used to get me out of here yeah, yeah, for sure like, black people or niggas bro People in general. Thank you. Yo, they used to they, they used to give me. I'm like, bro, oh, like, yo, they used to get me out of here for that joke. <laughs> but I don't got it no more, as you can see. You feel me? You feel me? All right. So now it's it it deals with um, certain myths about vulnerability, and just to kind of like for those of you that don't know, um, myths are you know either half truths or you know false statements or false thoughts about what it means to be um, vulnerable. So. Uh, what we decided to do was just kind of like go into the to chapter and then for, pretty much pick which one stood out to us and you know really discuss it. Mm-hmm. So anyone of you guys want to lead it off? I know for me one of the uh, one of the actual quotes from the chapter that really stuck out to me it says rumbling rumbling with vulnerability is about leaning into rather than walking away from the situations that make us feel uncertain, at risk, or emotionally exposed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. That is, it, it's just facts. Like, there's not, there's not much you can really argue about that statement, of the fact that, like, um, for me, especially when it comes to being vulnerable, there are certain things I'm still reluctant to do, of the fact that I don't want to be emotionally exposed, or I'm not too certain about the situation. So I'm like, all right, let me not even talk about this or, or go down this lane because I don't know what's gonna happen. But it's like, honestly, once you do that, once you kind of like, I guess dive into the uncertain it helps you learn more about yourself Mm -hmm. so instead of being scared to do it you should just anytime you feel as if that you're at uh, you're you're about to go into a situation that is uncertain i don't want to say just like jump into it blindly but learn a little bit about it and then try to like just like test it out because you never know what you can learn bro one of the things i was telling one of the homies over the uh, summer was having a talk was kind of having like a little vulnerable talk also um and he was telling me like about how he don't really share too much with, with I'm saying with some people because you know, if we be honest, that's not really how like a lot of the homies was raised. Like they not raised to really be vulnerable. So I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, I I think that what's so crazy about that is that the more that we are vulnerable, is the less people have to use against us. I feel like right because if I give everything out, right, if I'm comfortable with you knowing everything about me, then there's nothing now that you can say that's gonna hurt my feelings. There's there's nothing I can say. Ah, uh, they know this about me. Ah, uh, it's gonna hurt. You could, I, I told you that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm putting this out there now, so there's nothing that you, that you could use against me that's going like break me down. I'm the one that put it out there. I'll have to disagree just okay, a little bit. It may not necessarily, like, it depends on who you are, right? Like, well, yeah, for some yeah, people, for sure. you know, you expose a little truth about yourself, and if, if, if someone decides to use it, in a way that's supposed to be malicious mm-hmm. and you're not built like that. Well, you know well, I mean? yeah, so then, I guess, yeah, it could affect you. <laughs> yeah, so it, I get what you're trying to that's, say. That's, that's one of my things, too, because I feel like <clears throat> I don't know how much of a good thing this is, but I don't. I literally do not be caring for people's opinions. Like, mm. There's nothing, like a lot of, it's very few people that I care about, like what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. You me? And especially in terms of like, that if, I, if I share something about it, I'm completely comfortable with the world knowing about this. Mm. And then nobody, nobody's opinion that's like, Contrary is gonna like rattle me or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, I brought it up. So you feel me? I think that's what's one thing about me. Like I don't know if that's considered like a leadership thing. Cause so, like, in leadership, if if I say yo, we about to rock like this. Now if somebody say it's dumb or whatever the case is, like or, or whatever the case, like it's stupid. This is dumb. That's not gonna bother me. If I put this out, hey, we should rock like this. I don't care if you think it's dumb. <laughs> now if you have a an alternate decision, like a way you want to go about this in a different manner. Okay, we could do that. But if it's just like, oh, you know, you're dumb. Hey, let's go talk to about <laughs> Sam over here. Like, bro, I don't care about that. <laughs> go ahead, then. No, because I, I was, I was kind of gonna, gonna say where he like kind of turned it a little bit. Whereas, like, I understand that like a lot of time, I don't, I don't care about what people have to say about a lot of stuff that I do either. But just the fact that I know 
especially if you're trying to be a leader, is that you have to listen to everybody's opinion. Because my thing is that you you there's a reason why people think the way they think. There's a reason why people have the certain ideas that they have. And then if you think that your way is the right way, and if you're a leader and you just automatically just say, yo, I don't care about what you have to say, then it's not going to teach the person anything. You're, just, you're literally just sending them away and then they're not going to get anything out of the experience that they had. So it was like my thing, something I always learned is that before before you shut anything down, hear what everybody has to say. Because once you do that, you don't know what opinions somebody else might have that can add to whatever that you have. You might not take the entire thing, but it's just the fact that you, you don't know what can actually help what you what you have what what you already have planned. Okay. So basically what I'm what I'm getting from what you just said and what you just said is that a great leader is also a great listener. Absolutely. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So when you okay, so that's why I was gonna that's that I I'm glad you agree with that point because you said um as a leader you have to listen to everyone's opinion. Yeah. If you are if I'm gonna put I'm gonna try to use an example. Let's say you're a church, right? Mm-hmm. You are in charge of finance. You got somebody that's in charge of the um, the choir that has no background in finance coming over to try to tell you, hey, I think this and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And just taking what you just said, everyone should listen to <laughs> everyone's opinions. That in that case, it wouldn't be correct because we do we do find that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You find people in different spaces. Let's say there's 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 a certain almost like system, right? Everyone's a leader in their own right. And because of that, um, you can find that the one that kind of like spearheads the entire whatever. I hope mm-hmm. I'm not confusing you. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I know what you mean. But the one that spearheads the entire thing. He's taking opinions from people that don't necessarily specialize in what he's supposed to be specializing in. And as a result, the okay. ship is going all types of different ways. And the okay, so I feel like I didn't really clarify it the right way. So basically is that when when something like that happens, it, I'm not saying that you should listen to everybody's opinion and then take what they say and use it. Just listen. What I'm saying is that listen to what they have to say. And then if you're a leader of a specific, I guess, group or specific company or whatever area that you're leading in, you should be able to explain to this person why what they have said isn't it. There you it feel is. me? Yeah, that's good. That's so good. it's like that's you, you can you can still listen to what they have to say, but it's like as you're listening to what they have to say, when they're done talking, after you actually like took the time to understand where they're coming from, now you can break now it down to why what they're saying wouldn't work the way that w- wouldn't work the way that they think it will work. That's very good. You feel me? So it's like, I'm not saying that oh you should just Take every, take everybody's opinion and use it because mind you, some people I seen this um I seen this this tweet the other day about saying how like everybody has an opinion but sometimes people's opinions are just literally far left like it has <laughs> nothing to do with what with with what we're with what you you're you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like okay, ju- just because they're you know they far left okay they're far left whatever. But now explain to them why them being far left wouldn't work in this situation. Mm-hmm. Still listen to it because if you just Tell them no, and it don't it don't it don't mean nothing. They're not gonna ever come to you with anything. Okay, you feel me? I feel like as a as a leader, um, I think like leadership is such. Not I don't want to make it like it's a spiritual thing. I feel like there's so much responsibility that comes with um, like leadership to to the extent that if I'm a leader now, I must know exactly what it is that I'm, I'm trying to get at. All right, so I feel like don't if if I'm listening to everybody, I should first be so like. I'm saying planted in the goal that everybody is a pain isn't just going to sway me completely off of what I already know that I'm supposed to be doing. So if I take into consideration 10 people's opinions, I should still know what I'm doing in that like segment is now taking from what they say, taking what I need and adding on to what I already want to get at. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's not like I'm just taking on, all right, well, let's use this plan. Or, you know, or let's use your idea. Let's use, it's no, no. What is it that he's saying that I can use? Oh, she said something good. Let me take bits and pieces of what everybody's saying and add on to the, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the bigger picture of mm-hmm. what I already have set in mind. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more so about like knowing what I want to do first as a leader. Because if I'm a leader and somebody just come, hey, bro, I think we should switch this. It's like, yo, bro. Mm-hmm. Who is a leader here now? <laughs> like, at that point, who, who's a leader? Yeah. You feel me? So I think it's about being grounded in what it is that I'm getting at. And I think, like, like you said, it's very important to listen to people because, bro, people's, people's brains, 
that's one of something that's so interesting to me. Like the way people's brains work, it's like so many different creative people in the world. So it's, it's insane for you to just say, all right, well, my idea is that's it. We're gonna rock like that. Nobody does that. There's not one person mm -hmm. besides God, mm -hmm. and you're not God. So. Amen. <laughs> all right. Even though we didn't, that wasn't even in the book. Yeah, we just. <laughs> but I like the spontaneous discussion. <laughs> now, Danny, you can go ahead and. <laughs> now, what it was, I mean, because it's crazy. Because what, what what I was about to say isn't really in the book either, but I learned it somewhere else. Okay. It was basically saying how, like, even to become a great leader, you have to understand how to be a great follower. So it's like there is impossible for you to kind of skip that step of le like learning how to follow somebody, because it's like how can you how it just doesn't make sense of how you think you can lead. If you never was in the position of a follower or if you try mm. to skip that step, mm. because it's like you don't really understand the people that are, I guess, under you. You don't understand what they're going through. You don't understand the questions that they have. You don't understand that, like, you need to cater to them. So if you try to skip that step or if you're not a good follower, if you don't listen to direction, if you mm. don't, you know, pay attention to detail and do things like that, it's, like, it's impossible for you to become a great leader like mm. and then mind you gotta think about it bro there are plenty of people that have that that have that um that has that title as, of a leader but they're terrible mm. and with most of the time the reason of that is because they never been in the position of a follower they never they they never put their pride aside to the point where it's like all right let me let me see what the higher ups are doing let, let me let me try to learn from somebody else before i try to take that step and become it if that makes sense. That makes sense. You good, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, before we continue further, I just wanted to, uh, I guess, read, read a statement that Brene made um, when she talked about vulnerability, just to kind of like provide a little bit more context. Um, uh, she said that vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Right? Um, and then after... After asking a bunch of questions um, to a, a random set of people, um, she came to find out that there's actually zero evidence um, that vulnerability is a weakness. Literally. Right. And and what do we talk like? You just well, you exactly said it earlier. Yeah, he, Sammy was talking about how his his friends, even us, you know, you know, myself, Sammy and Danny, we all kind of grew up feeling as though vulnerability is being weak. Right. Vulnerability is being lame. Vulnerability is not. Um, I guess not ideal if you want to be a man, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then these are, these are very, very important questions that we have to ask that she answered before we continue. She said, are, are vulnerable experiences easy? No, no, no. <laughs> no right. No. no one, no one here is trying to tell you that being vulnerable is easy, right? It's, it's, it's tough. Think about just consider like step aside the fact, like put aside the fact that, you know, everything you've been taught about vulnerability made it difficult. Just think about, just isolate your thought on what you're trying to express in the moment where you feel like you need to be vulnerable. That by itself can make you go, cra and go then, crazy. <laughs> even with that, it's like, while you're doing it, you don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen. So it's like, you can open up to somebody, be extremely vulnerable to somebody, mm -hmm. and they look at you like, yo, why are you telling me Why are you me telling me this? <laughs> you know, like just the, the response, you know what I mean? Yeah. The response is scary. And, you know, what happens in, in, in the future as a result of you being vulnerable is even scarier. Another question that she asked, she was like, can they make us feel anxious and uncertain? Yes. Do they make us want to self-protect? Always. Does showing up for these experiences with a whole heart and no armor require courage? Absolutely. So as a matter of fact, it's I love what this chapter did. Pretty much what it did was it, it took it took what we thought to be a weakness and actually portrayed it as a strength. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. Sammy. Exactly. What I was trying to, what I, I was talking about when I was telling bro, like you can't and it's, it's not even you can't because I understand it because even like myself, like I was I, I used to be like that at a point in my life too. I wouldn't want to share too much because I was like, dang, if they notice about me, then they could they'll say this or they say that and they'll hurt my feelings. But when I get to a point where there's nothing somebody can say about me that, first of all, I know that already. Mm. <laughs> like, that's mm. one thing. Like, mm. I know this about myself already. And I'm the one that put it out there. Mm. So I, it's, no, it's no longer a weakness to me. I, I feel like people, it's only a weakness if it's something that I'm scared of. Mm -hmm. Right? If I'm scared of you knowing this about me or if I'm scared of somebody ooh, finding something ooh, out, then ooh. it's a weakness. If I have no fear of you finding something out about me, if I have no fear of something I did in the past, then what it, where's the weakness at Same now? Me. You don't know what you just where's did. The, where's the, where, <laughs> where's the weakness at? Where's the weakness at if you I'm not scared did. of what I did? Or if I'm if I'm I'm saying I'm able to put it all out on the table. You now see everything here. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say I, I 
I showed everybody my room, right? Let's just say, for example, I showed everybody my room. Now I'm no longer fearful. Damn, my room is mad dirty. Yeah, bro. Uh, they'll and see that's it. Why, that's, I don't care no more. That's why, bro. You understand? And it's like I don't. I don't want to kind of like bring this. My room not dirty, by the way. I'm just. I'm just so for me it's like i don't want to kind of like bring this back into like the whole relationship talk and stuff like that but i know for me like one, one thing that i know that i always try to do is that bro i lay i lay everything out on the table mm. because just like what sam just said if i tell you ain't nothing you can do about it's it after that now. because mm. it's like now you oh. know Exactly what's on your mind. You know everything. So yeah. I'm, there's nothing that I, there's nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that that there's nothing that you can find out that hasn't already been talked about. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's like, all right, bro, like I'm good. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna use us as an example real okay. quick. So when we when we're trying to put something together, let's say for instance like this podcast. You guys remember early in the summer before it actually became a thing. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, yo, get the book. You'll get this. You'll get that. You know, we got to meet at this time. And Sammy, you remember the conversation exactly. you and I had after the first pre-recording? Yeah. I called Sammy. And before I called Sammy, I, I really had to put this into prayer. I was like, Lord, I know I have a way with words. And I know my patience can be a little thin. <laughs> <laughs> but please help me express these thoughts in my mind to this young man. I don't know why I called you young man in that moment. But that's what <laughs> I said to this young man so that he can understand the like how much how important his participation in this is to me right now old me would have been like you know what i'm not going to even try to have this conversation with him about how serious he should take this because he's just not going to get it like i started making excuses for him i didn't even give him the chance to redeem himself or even sort of like make up for you know his missteps i had to go to look i had to go to god first be you know put it in prayer because i needed i needed his strength and then the second step was to actually have a conversation with him and let him know, like, hey, Sammy, listen, I know we've probably never worked before. I think at that point we never worked yeah, before. This is the first like thing that first we actually, thing yeah. actually like yeah. really sitting down and getting done. So I'm, so I'm, so I'm talking to Sammy I'm, and I'm letting him know, bro, it would really mean a lot if you stepped up the way I know you could step up. And in that moment of vulnerability, not only did I like be like give him my honest thought, but I I big up them like you know what I mean like I elevated my brother in a moment of vulnerability and that right there took a lot of courage for me because the easier thing for me to do in fear of you know maybe the conversation not going the right way is just not talking to him and just letting him go do his own thing and not even be a part of this podcast but glory to God fast forward to several months later he's here <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah um uh just just like just in this big picture too not just with you Sammy but when I talk to you guys, especially in moments where I feel like I'm frustrated towards you guys and, you know, again, going back to I know how I could come across. So even the, even just the fear of how I come across sometimes holds me back from being open and vulnerable. Man, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so so I so sometimes I find myself not saying anything, but, I've you know, again, having worked on it over time. Thank God that I'm able to actually express my disappointment or ex express express my displeasure in a way that can actually be uplifting and you know build us up. So I think that's super good. No, that is good because that because I, I, I promise I feel like a lot of times people people be people be afraid of saying how they feel for like like when something happens, yeah. just not to make the other person feel bad. Yeah, it's like bro, like no, mm -hmm. I I honestly feel as if that you should if you if you feel some type of way about something. Especially if somebody did something to you, bro, and you don't talk about it, you're literally just holding in resentment. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, if you don't talk about the situation, because, and then even like you said, bro, as a as a leader, if somebody on your team does something that you don't like, and you just try to brush it under the uh, brush it under the rug and act like it never happened, bro, it's still gonna be there. Mm -hmm. So now the way that you treat this person is gonna be different off of the fact that you're always gonna have that situation back in, in your back mind, in mind because yeah. it was never resolved. Mm -hmm. So. I think um, Danny said something earlier that I wanted to uh, comment on about like, and I think he used the uh, being in relationships like about how he put everything on the table, now, and even he talked about like how some people who had the title of um, leader don't do a good job, of it. and I feel like that's a, that's why I think there's I think being a leader, I do think it's something that people can learn, but I think it takes a really like 
diligent learning to actually be a good leader. Because I think that's why a lot of people who are like CEOs and bosses, they put other people in charge of this thing. Hey, I have the brains to do this part. I don't know what it's like to come from this area, or I don't have the experience that, you know, to be able to put things together from this. So like Danny said, if you don't have the, the mind or the, the history of coming from this type of environment or coming from this stuff, you don't really know what it takes to lead in this mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. You're good at this. So let me hire somebody else that knows how to do this better than me because mm -hmm. they've had this history. Mm -hmm. So it's like being a leader is not just a thing. Oh, I can just wake up. All right. I want to be a leader. What are you <laughs> going to lead? Like, I mean, what? It, how are you going to lead a group of people if you've never been to, through nothing that these people have been through? Mm -hmm. um, and then like with the, uh, the relationship thing or just even not even just relationship, just in life in general. If I'm the leader and I put everything out on the table, that that's the let's say we have a group meeting and I'm the leader of a Fortune 500 company, whatever the case is, and I tell you all the flaws I've made in my life, all the things that I've done wrong, everything. The first day, y'all know everything about me. Going forward from there, there's no way y'all could be scared to tell me anything now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I, I laid it all out already. So that's a great example. I feel like that's a great example to set starting off. Like, hey, yeah. I am flawed. Yeah. <laughs> I I went bankrupt or whatever I'm saying, XYZ, whatever the case is, setting those things out first to set an example. Hey, it's okay to that's even like empowering people to hey, it's okay to know that you can make mistakes, bro. This a, this is not a weakness to share my thoughts with you guys. Like I feel like I'm empowering you. So it's even mm -hmm. more so of a thing like, hey, he did this, he messed up here. Okay, let me not do that. Mm -hmm. There's so much that comes from literally there's no weakness in it. <laughs> there's literally no weakness in, in being vulnerable bro. it there's feels like no you weakness. just had a revelation yo it's so <laughs> crazy bro there's literally no weakness at all but in life it's looked at as such a huge weakness I don't want to it's because people people be afraid to be uh, people are afraid of being exposed bro word alright people are afraid of being exposed and it's like they don't want to be exposed. They want to be embarrassed. It's like, bro, just like go ahead, son. Like, go ahead. stop, stop, <laughs> stop trying to, like, stop trying to put up a front. You feel right. me? It's like if you feel some type of way, or if you're, if you're, if you're going through something, or if somebody did something to that you don't like, bro, say something. Yeah, I was. That's that's actually the point I was just about to make. No one is a mind reader, right? <laughs> no one's a mind reader. You know, if you. If you're ever upset about something and naturally you're not the type to quote unquote confront or um, express how you how you feel, but you cannot take that and hold it against or over someone's head for X amount of time, because especially especially if that person can sense that something is off, they come to you, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily have to come to you. They can they can pretend as though you know nothing's wrong like you are. They come to you and now they're asking you out of their own genuine concern for you. Like, hey, I feel like the energy is off between us. What's going on? And you still choose to not open to up. Not, Man. <laughs> That's a problem. Terrible. <laughs> That's a problem. And you then, know what I mean? And then even think about it. Remember I was saying that um, to be a good leader, you have to understand how, how, to, be, how to be a good follower. Mm -hmm. Like imagine that, imagine if you're a follower of a bad leader, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're watching him, you're doing all this stuff, but then now you do something wrong, right? That the leader is holding against you, but you don't know. You don't know what happened. Like you don't. You don't necessarily know where. It's like you. You, you don't necessarily know where you may have went. Where you have went wrong, but the person that is leading you didn't say anything mm. to you. But in their mind, they're holding something against you. So now you're sitting there thinking like, "Yo, like, why is what it? Like, what happened? Like, what did yeah. I do wrong? Why? Why? Why is he calling me to do this? Why mm. is he coming to do that? Like, why? Why am I just sitting here doing nothing? But it's because the leader is holding something against you. Now. Imagine how you would feel in that in 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 that position. Like pretty much put the shoe on the other foot. Now <laughs> when you're a leader and you're mm -hmm. doing that to somebody, you feel me? So mm -hmm. like you kind of got you always got to see it from both sides yeah. because it's like you don't really the impact that that something like that can have is like bro. It, it either it, it can go two ways. It's either you can be a good leader and voice it to the person and then that will make the person under you become better mm -hmm. or you just won't say anything and that person is going to be in the dark about the entire thing. Yeah. They won't get better. They're going to be doubting themselves. They're going to be doing all these things that will not help towards the cause of the company, the relationship or whatever yeah. it is. Just just to big picture this real quick. You know, I know we've been talking about leader leadership and people under you. Um, this doesn't necessarily apply to um, any one specific group or organization. This mm -hmm. is like... This, life. this this is life, life you know what life. I mean? like life. if you are connected to someone 
that connection at some point is going to require vulnerability, right? And so that's this is the point that I think we're trying to drive home here. We're not we're not saying that the, what we're discussing only applies to certain aspects. This applies to every aspect right. of life, with, be it with your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your friends, your family, your spouse, whoever. You're gonna have to be required to be vulnerable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean, so for sure. Go ahead. Um, Sam. I wanted to point at one of the myths. Uh, I think it was myth number five out of the six myths about vulnerability. Uh, trust comes before vulnerability, and I'm not sure if this is. Um, is it like she's saying that's an actual myth? Like yeah. Trust comes before. Okay. Um. But so yeah, there's actually two questions here that I wanted to actually ask y'all real quick yeah. to kind of get y'all opinion on it. It says, um, how do I know if I can trust someone enough to be vulnerable and can I build trust without ever risking vulnerability? My thing is basically, the, 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 say, say the first question. There we go. Again. Question number one was, how do I know if I can trust someone enough to be vulnerable? You don't. Period. You literally don't. You literally don't. Because it's like, bro, you don't understand. Being vulnerable, it does it doesn't require you to trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is like, if you if you if you step into something, oh, I gotta trust this person, or I can't be vulnerable with them, bro. Like you're not you're not number one. If 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 if, if you go into the conversation like that, you're not gonna share what needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should just you know pour your whole life out to them, but it's like, bro, like it it. It, it can either go both ways. Like either either you trust the person or you don't. But regardless, is like you have to be understand. You have to understand that the information that you're giving out, you have to be okay with giving it out to this person. Yeah. So it's like my thing is like when it comes when it says oh like we have to trust before we can be vulnerable. It doesn't really it doesn't work like that. Like yeah. how, how how can you how can you even I don't even, I don't even know how to put it. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me because my thing is like if you're telling me that I have to trust somebody. Before I can be vulnerable with, I feel like it, it, it should literally go the other way around. It's it's like it's like it's like it's like <laughs> let let me be vulnerable with you first, and then whatever you do with this information will help me determine if I can yes, trust you. Yes, sir. Or not. Yes, you feel sir. Me? Because it just like it it doesn't make like how can you put trust in somebody before you're vulnerable with them? How do I know that my money is safe inside of a bank? I, don't know, I, just I gotta, I gotta put. I have to put. <laughs> you gotta my put money it in, in there. The first. I gotta put my money there first. Hey, these guys took care of my money for the last three years. Okay, I can put more money in there mm-hmm. now. My last paycheck is still there. I didn't spend no money there. Oh, okay, it's safe there. I can put more money here. I have Ooh. to be vulnerable with the bank before I trust the bank. Vulnerability is an investment. It's an investment. <laughs> it's an investment. I have to be. I have to be vulnerable with the bank with my money. People, people hold money dear to their hearts. You ain't never worked in this bank in your life. You ain't never. never. You don't know the CEO of this bank. You don't know nobody inside of this bank. But mm. you're very vulnerable to put the money that you earned into this bank. Oof, 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 oof. So why is that? Why is it different? You know this dude all your life. What happens? What happens to your savings account after after a while? Oh my God! <laughs> you what happens? <laughs> yeah. What's the word? Appre- appreciates. Come right? on, bro. Because I'm so vulnerable in this aspect of life, there's a benefit to this now. You get rewarded. I've been vulnerable with this bank for so long. They they paying me. My God, they paying me now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding My me, bro? God. Listen, bro. You don't gotta trust anybody. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I, I just feel like the way that you know you could trust somebody is after you're vulnerable with them. Yeah. Like, so so she actually puts it very, very plainly here. She says, we need to trust to be vulnerable, and we need to be vulnerable in order to build trust. You can't have one exactly. without the other. Exactly. Right? Um, and so just just to um, go back to something that you were... You know, actually, what we've been talking about all the time, like this entire time, vulnerability. I think when people think vulnerability, they think like, oh... I was something happened to me in my childhood. Or, something like it's always something extreme that comes to mind <laughs> when people think vulnerability, and sometimes they don't think little stuff, right? Yeah. Um, for instance, maybe I'm just afraid to swim. Not that something terrible happened in your childhood. You just I don't want to swim, right? Yeah, I'm scared, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you 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 show up with in your bathing suit, you know, where, where, where? no slippers or nothing. You look like you're about to swim, but the minute you get there, you just dipping right. your toes in the pool, exactly. right? And so I think I think people should not look at vulnerability as like all just all the extreme emotional stuff or, that you kind of harbor or, or hold on to it's, it sometimes can be 
basic things. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like even kind of with that, like the bank thing we were talking about, kind of, kind of similar because you don't put all your money in the bank at one time. Like, yo, like I said, like I put a little bit. Okay, they they took care of that. All right, well let me go put a little bit more this time, mm-hmm. a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. As I as I'm vulnerable and I see that they're, you know, taking care of whatever I put there, mm. I'm gonna trust them enough to put more in there. My brother, you know. So um, that's one more thing I wanted to kind of talk to. This is kind of like what I was saying before about um being more considerate and more compassionate for the people that I'm like leading. Um, there's a part in the, the myth number five, and she's talking about this dude, and uh, she's, I guess, using him as an example to uh, speak about, you know, trusting and being vulnerable and all that good stuff. So, the man was actually reading a book, and he was very, very interested in the book at this point in the book. He went to the bathroom, put the book down, and he said in the mirror, he saw his wife combing oh. her hair and she was sad, but he was really, really, really interested in finishing the book at this time. So he used the bathroom and he thought to himself, dang, am I going to go back and finish the book knowing now that my wife looks sad? Mm. Am I going to ignore her and go finish the book? Or am I going to ignore the book and tend to my wife? Right? And it was, And he was saying how like in this moment, he said that he was building trust because he, he was there for her, that he was connecting with her rather than choosing the, the choosing to think of only about what he wanted. Mm. That these are the moments we discover that we build trust mm. in, in, in these moments right now. Um, and one of the things that stuck to me in this um, in this part of the book is with my girl, like, because we kind of like not, we don't, we kind of come from two different like backgrounds mentally, right? So a lot of times, a lot some of the stuff she says, I, I look at it like, bro, this is not how it's supposed to go, right? And I automatically kind of like, <laughs> I, auto, I automatically kind of like, before I would just like shut it down or like, from a, like it'll be like, a, like from like a little argument. Um, or even if, if, I'm, if I say something that she interprets it a different type of way or whatever the case is, I'm like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta say this, you gotta say it this way. But like I said, that time frame, the 25 days that God was dealing with me, I really like started to see, like I said, like God started highlighting other leaders to me. And I started to see how people like lead. If there's an issue amongst the people that I'm leading, I can't just go back to leading mm. and act like nothing's going wrong. Oh, I can't. oh wait, 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 wait. Just run, run, run that back, a, run that back. If there's an it. issue amongst the people that I'm trying to lead, I can't just, all right, you know what? I got to lead though. So this, this could wait. Oof. This got to go on the back burner. Like, no, no, no. We have to handle this now. Mm. Or this person is not going to be able to get what they're supposed to get going forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like the fact that this man was able to, who knows, I don't know how much he really wanted to, you know, read that book, but just the fact that he like reiterated it so many times, like, damn, this book is so good, so good, so good. He, he wanted to finish it. It's like, bro, instead of going back to something that I want to do, so instead of going back to leading, instead of going back to being at the pulpit, or instead of going back to being the head of this corporation, I know. There's a person that I'm supposed to be leading that's not okay right now. Hey, that has to be more important than the overall leadership because if I don't tend to this, there is no more leadership. As a man of the house, if I'm supposed to lead in my house, I know my wife is not okay. And I said, uh, it's okay, babe. We'll just deal with that later. I got a book to read. Like, yo, come on, bro. <laughs> I got a book to come read. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Like, so for me, it's just like, dang. Don't burn like that seeing book, that take place, it, it just reminded me of that whole time frame when I was like learning about leadership with God. I was like, dang, like you really have to kind of like put yourself on a back burner in order to be like a good leader. Yeah. In order to be a great leader, you have to kind of like, all right, what do the people need? Yeah. In, in a way, you feel me? It's kind of like, it's real interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Selfless. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yo. There's a there's a verse in that too. My God, uh, Luke, I think Luke 15. Okay, talks about how which which man amongst you has a hundred hundred sheep, hmm. and to 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 does, do not leave not one behind. Not one of them. And then to <clears throat> give it give it a little bit more. Okay, so there's different types of uh, relationships, mm-hmm. right? There's relationships, companionships, partnerships, yeah. friendships. They're all in the ship. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to use the concept of a ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just use the, con- the concept of a ship, right? Obviously, Jesus is the captain of our ship. Amen. Lord willing, right? Amen. As long as we are submitted to 
to Jesus. Amen. He leads us. Come on. Right? Amen. And so he's staring, even though he's staring the ship, we are that vessel that's, you know, he's exactly. If the chef, right? Because I can't think of any other roles in a ship that's that's vital. But if the chef, who happens to be your partner, um, who's equally important to you, because if the chef ain't cooking, who's gonna eat? Who's gonna, how you gonna eat? <laughs> right? If the chef has an issue going on, and you decide to ignore that, man, <laughs> ain't nobody that is so good, bro. Ain't nobody. Eating. No, not even, not even, not even that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. Do you know the damage that can happen if nobody eats on a ship? <laughs> we go on, on a cruise vacation, right? No chef is cooking because of whatever issue they have. Somebody else on the, on the ship is able to take care of this issue, but they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know the damage that can happen? Not only just like to their stomach, like mentally, mm-hmm. physically, like in every aspect of their life, there is damage being done now because I'm not eating. Now, let me let me even take it a step further. So the chef has an issue that you as a captain is ignoring, right? Let's say that's, that chef's issue is a life or death situation. Let's just, just, mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit more dramatic. As a, as a result of you choosing to ignore it, the chef dies. Now, remember, that ship is going somewhere, right? Man. You're going to a destination without the person that you're supposed to bring with you. What was the whole purpose of that journey? What was the purpose of the journey, <laughs> bro? Oh, what was the purpose my of gosh. Not only that, and I, I don't know why the Titanic is coming to mind, but imagine, just like they couldn't see the iceberg, you know, on time. Imagine the chef, just because he was. Imagine the 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 the, the captain of the sh- of the ship, because he was he was malnourished. He was he was he, he was underfed. As a result of him being malnourished and underfed, and that's really just a direct result of him not looking and tending to the to the chef. They steer off track, and now not only are they not going to their destination, they're going off and crashing somewhere. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so not only have you put your life at, at risk, but you've put everyone else in that life on that on that ship at risk, and that that is the whole point of what we're trying to say with this with this uh, with this uh, example. If this made. man in the story now, if he decides to ignore his wife that she's sad, exactly right. Where does the marriage? And go that from? is a relationship. Where does a marriage go from there? Yeah, if the husband who serves as the leader in his own right decides to ignore his wife in her time of need. My God. You know what I mean? Like there goes there. Bro. There's the now there's an opportunity for more and more and more and more issues to come uh, to come up as a result. And so, yeah, yo. That is Go ahead, Danny. <laughs> Honestly, yo. Is bro, is facts. I'm trying to tell that, you, bro. Is even the way that y'all put it it makes so much sense <laughs> because <laughs> because everybody has a role, right? Right. So if one role is missing, then you're not gonna have the same the same type of uh, outcome that you should have had, right? That you could have had if you would have tended to everything that needed that needed to be tended to, right? And that's why I was like, yo. Being a being a leader, being being inside of a leadership position, it's not it's nothing sweet. Mm. It's nothing sweet at all. It's something that you should take extremely serious because number one, if you do it the right way, the number of lives that you can change, that you can impact, is amazing. Mm. If you do it the wrong way, the number of people that you can hurt, damage, and all the others is is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like you really got to be able to. Before you even accept any leadership position, before you step, like you gotta understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. So you, you got yeah. it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Just to kind of like put a bow on everything. Uh. I think today we 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 really did some damage, and Whoa. we could probably go even further. Um. But to, just to kind of like wrap things up. Um. Something that I think is very clear here is that obviously vulnerability requires. Um, trust requires vulnerability mm-hmm. and trust is built through being vulnerable right mm-hmm. and so i think we we need to look at it and be like okay let's when we think about being vulnerable we're not looking for big moments right mm-hmm. uh, you know we're looking for small moments those small moments can ultimately add up right and that's the trust being built that's the trust being added up 
Um, I like the example that she used, which you kind of used in a way without even realizing. She used marbles in a jar. You collect mar- you, marbles. Oh, are, I did. We saw that. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, she talked about how her daughter um, equated trust to marbles and how she built that trust over time. Yeah. And so one of her closest friends, she said her jar of marbles is actually full with her because she remembered, um, I think she remembered her uncle and aunt's name that no one else in the school remembered yeah. or something like that. And so with you, the example that you use, you talk about savings and you talk about, you know, investing in a bank and whatnot. You have no idea who the bank manager is. You have no his- You have no idea the history For of the bank. You just, <laughs> just walk in there with, with something that you hold near and dear to your heart, which is money, and you're in, you know you're putting you're opening a savings account. And so I think over time, um, I, I, well the the lesson that I hope we're grabbing from this episode is that over time, like trust is built over time, and how that trust is built is by being vulnerable, even in the smallest moments, over the course of your relationship. So um, that being said. Yo, 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 I have a Bible verse to leave y'all off with. And what I have is Psalms 27, verse 1, that says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Oh, yeah, that's a song, actually. The Lord is my light Hold on, hold on. Who shall I fear? Wait a minute. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning into the wait first episode. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sam, got a party minute, message for y'all. Go ahead. Please, ladies and gentlemen, this is a new season, but we got the same thing going. Please, please, please. Don't ever, ever, ever let the hood change you. But, but, but. Change the hood. Yes, sir. <laughs> you feel me? Y'all be good. Y'all say bless. Y'all say beautiful. Love y'all, man. Y'all say good. Y'all say all that other good stuff. You feel me? Welcome Love back, y'all. So we got a good, we we got back, a good season there. We'll be out of here. 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 We'll be out of here